what we are now trying um, to do for, for the last one and a half years, let's say, is to bring this spirit, this mindset into our organization when talking to meeting owners um, and convincing them that it needs a structural approach to, to, do, to plan meetings and to organize meetings. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, welcome, Frank. Frank Dreger. Thank you very much, Rul. I'm very happy to be here with you. Yeah. We have known each other for a few years now and worked together closely on, the, on a few projects. But let me, for the listeners, introduce who is Frank Drigger. Uh, Frank, actually, we just discovered in the pre-conversation that we have been living uh, clo very close to each other, like, let's say, for 40 car minutes uh, from each other. Uh, and then Frank took a whole different path in his, in his career where he actually traveled the world and he lived in different places in the world. He is originally from Hamburg and then lived in the Dusseldorf region, but then traveled the world. Travel the world, meaning from Morocco to the Maldives to Luxembourg to Berlin to Dresden. So different places in the world, different places in Germany, where he did all kind of different different stuff, mo mostly in the hospitality. And then he made a shift towards uh, Bayer Pharmaceuticals. And that's where Frank and I met in our professional life. Frank, you are a certified event designer as well. You, you, you manage a team. You're head of event management operations international at, at Bayer. You manage a large team and you brought every, every one of your team through the EDC level three program. And you said like, okay, we want to make everybody a, a certified, certified event designer. And you managed to do so and your people managed to do so. But that's a very professional take on your career. The first question is, am I right? Did I give you the proper introduction? Yes, indeed, you did. Absolutely, okay. Rule. The only thing I would add, um, despite it sounds like a big contrast going from hospitality to Bayer, I still kept the red line, which is now I'm doing events with Bayer. So events and hospitality are quite close. I, I did not lose the track, you know. So ah, that's yeah, and and then, and we feel that when we work, work work with you. So that, but that's a very professional take on your career. Could you give us a little bit of idea? Who are you as a person? Huh. So <clears throat> one role is to be the father of two wonderful twin girls. Now they are becoming 16 in November already. My God, yeah, this is this is uh, quite nice. Another another role is or another 
let's call it a hobby is I'm very enthusiastic with my saxophone. I rediscovered after this one accompanied me already throughout through my throughout my whole life almost yeah wherever all the all the destinations you were just um, listening up my saxophone was with me and you know, for a couple of years it was in the corner but for two years now it has a revival we both have a revival and this is this is super nice because you can express any emotion through through an instrument and this helps me a lot to to digest um, certain very extreme working days and some hard times it's I, I'm very happy that I came back to this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something at least I admired. I sometimes post that on your Facebook uh, timeline, like you post one of your sessions and you really, really play beautiful, uh, beautiful piece, pieces. And then, yeah, that's a smile in my mind at some points like, oh, you made my day. So that's a song. But as you said, you, you can express a lot but also you can feel what you're expressing. So and that's Absolutely. A, I think that's you're right. That's a saxophone is one of the instruments who, which is which is doing that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Completely agree. Cool. Frank, this podcast has a sequence how we how we do stuff. The regular listeners do know that. So we're going to ask you a few questions and then we're going to shift into one of the chapters of the book. So let me just kick off by asking you the first first question. And that first question is actually on the first opening pages page of our new book, Designed to Change. And it says, a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. And the question to you then is, would you leave it to chance? Hmm. Yeah, it's a nice one. I read it several times uh, when uh, reading your book. Uh, no, definitely not. I would not leave it by chance because if if we talk about the change that that we are going to initiate in 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 our jobs, it needs to be fostered by um, by a good conversation. But it cannot happen by chance. It 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 happens on purpose because we are we want to change something. We want to change uh, our way of uh, working and collaborating, or we want to change. Uh, other people's uh, way of uh, collaborating and working working in our role as as meeting designer so definitely is a must that um, that that you initiate these conversations and that you that you look for the right persons to have this conversation with exactly yeah and so that's what we why we wrote this book also is to to make people aware that that conversation need, needs to be prepared as well, right? So Absolutely. When, when you when you want to cause change and that is fully dependent on one or two conversations with event owners or with your boss or with other people you would like to influence, you won't leave that to chance, right? And And I think in many ways, we have been trained in so many things in our university, in our daily life, in our, in, the, in our business life. But conversations, I never had training to do, to, to do that. And then knowing that such an important thing is then influenced by something you don't really master. Some people are really eloquent. Some people are really proficient at that. And some people aren't. And so we would like to make certified event designers more proficient and more successful 
in addressing change and using that in conversations. So that's, that's, that's the why behind it. I, I very much uh, like this approach and I completely agree with you. Conversations um, usually not being trained in, in, in any way. If not, you're a salesperson, then, then they give you certainly special trainings. But other than this, and this, this already marks out the difficulty in our job if we come with something new. For me, is I'm an enthusiastic about the topic, so I could, I could start a conversation in any moment with anyone. But if you really want to, to um, convince someone, it needs, as you say, preparation and it needs to, to, to be, let's say, trained or it needs to yeah but i think preparation yeah. is, is, is already a bigger part of that such that you're aware okay i'm gonna have a conversation at some point this is what i want to get out of that conversation how can i best prepare i think these these yeah. kind of simple things and then many people can already think about how that best works but some people just jump in into something and then afterwards say like yeah, but that didn't work. Yeah, but you didn't think about it before, right? So yeah, then you took a risk, you took a chance, so to say. So yeah, let's let me let me try to move on to the to the next question. And the next question is also a very broad and open question. And that question is, what is currently on your horizon of change? Mm. So horizon of change is one of the very nice slogans in your book. Yeah, I, I like this. Currently means for me for the last two, three years already um, on my horizon is that we are transforming our team of uh, event managers from being the infrastructure or the logistics uh, guys to becoming event consultants. Because what what we already found out a couple of years ago is, it needs to it, it we need to change our role in order to survive in our company. If you if you run around with open eyes, you you notice everywhere that all kind of services that are not uh, considered by the senior management to be core services are, are being outsourced. So this is uh, a destiny we, we we might need to face. If not we are faster and we prove that we can add a certain value to the company that is bigger than just negotiating hotel rooms. And we discovered this with the, with the meeting design approach. Yeah, I came to talk to a lot of meeting design experts before meeting uh, with you and Ruth and Garrett. And we found out that this is, this is something that has, has not been considered yet in companies like ours. How to really set up efficient and, and goal or objective-oriented meetings. So I think once we are uh, at that point, we are not more the classical event managers, but uh, more the event consultants. And, and this can, can add uh, much more value to, to our organization and help us to remain part of it. Yeah? And um, so this is, this is basically the horizon of uh, change for our roles, for our team, and what we are now trying um, to do for, for the last one and a half years, let's say, is it to bring this spirit, this mindset into our organization when talking to meeting owners um, and convincing them 
that it needs a structural approach to to do to plan meetings and to organize meetings. Yeah, that's true. And I think uh, so. Gerrit Jessen, our colleague, uh, said, has a very nice saying. It works better in German than in English. But he says, like, it's from Abwickler um, zu Entwickler, what means actually from uh, order taker to to a developer. Yeah, developer. I think that's that's the right translation. I think, and so you you're not you're not only taking orders, but you're really developing something over time, over multiple years, helping people to, to, yeah, what is it? Create value for the company. And I think many, many pharmaceutical companies are driving on, on, on events, right? So the, the events are the, the, the really in lots of processes, key milestones, which over time create great change no no medicine was ever launched to the market without maybe 10 meetings in the min at the minimum don't you agree yeah but the funny thing is that senior management always considers meetings to be cost factors you know if the comp if the business is 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 not running so well the first thing that being being cut off were travels and meetings Okay, travels can be compensated, as we learned throughout the yeah. last half and uh, one and a half years. But cutting off meetings, they, they they are not aware that meetings are investments that are really bringing can bring super important contribution to 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 what needs to be achieved. But this is also a result of not having thought about profoundly enough. How, what can what is the outcome of a meeting yeah uh, i think i think before we met um, nobody was talking about changing change of behavior through meetings so meetings when i started in in 2007 i joined the event management of bayer yeah meetings were done because they were in the budget <laughs> they have be, they had been done the year before and the year before so whoever came in, in into this new role uh, in the business they were just doing it, but nobody was asking what is the purpose. And this is something uh, which is important to see because then you, you come at, at some point to the to the you you will recognize that is not just a cost factor because you are investing a lot of money and people's time, and in the best of all cases, there's an outcome that is very very important and valuable for the company, and we are helping to to find out the, the, the meeting objectives, how to reach them and, and to, to show and to demonstrate the, the value and the benefit. Exactly. That's a nice story. I think you're absolutely right. Although, as you're explaining, since 2007, when you started that journey, a lot has happened. We saw pharmaceutical companies, but also other companies go through different to bigger changes. And you see also on a on a corporate level, maybe on a boardroom level, go undergoing Bayer's going on undergoing some changes also to design thinking and embracing new ways of thinking. I, I find that very inspiring. I think when we start with the event canvas in 2014, so that's now seven years ago, mm -hmm. we had struggle even to like for, for many people that was like, why would we need that? Right. So uh, we just do what we always do. And now you see that the momentum is 
getting better and better to having a discussion about that, right? So many more people will now listen to this than probably if we had that had done that in 2007. So I think what you are doing is you are ahead of the troops, so to say, right? You are, yeah. you are, you are already ready for the next step. Now the question is, can we, can we make, make the momentum or just have, do we just have to wait a little bit? Is that right? We are on the momentum. You're right, and and I mean, just 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 to to confirm what you said before, the whole company, the comp, my company is not more the same as it, it was in 2007 when I when I entered. Yeah, it, it is at least it is comp- constantly changing, and you need to 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 see. You need to run around with open eyes and ears and an open mind, and to see what is changing and how can you accompany these changes how can you uh, add value how can you how do you need to change yourself yeah this is i mean let's let's talk open this is always the the challenge we have also internally that people who are used to to do their job in a certain way now being asked to to do it in a different way this is a challenge often not always depends but because you need to leave your comfort zone you need to to do things you are not used to and this requires a certain spirit of being adventurer and also understand why this is necessary so um this is now i lost track i wanted to lead over to thinking i guess or the, the change of your company i think maybe that's what you wanted to point out yeah, I, I wanted to add another thing. Sometimes it needs a crisis to come uh, to be to be to be more visible with new ideas, as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, for example, if if a company now starts to look a little bit more intense to budgets for for meetings and events, and uh, you need to to f- f- let's say fight for your budgets, the better you are prepared, the better you can argue why your event is necessary what is what is the goal what is the objective and what is the outcome and in the best of all worlds you you can measure the outcome so then you have the best cards to to receive the budget so uh, yeah the process has started also uh, <clears throat> there's a there's a turnover in people of a company and sometimes younger people are a little bit more open to new ideas or they grow up with in already in a different environment and then it is easier to 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 come in with your new ideas but it's still a process we 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 are not done yeah we are on a good good path and we keep on going this path but i would not yet say uh, we have already this this mindset that meeting design is, is super important. We, we, we don't have it yet in the genes, in the DNA of, of our company, but this is where we want to go. This is yeah. what we want to achieve. And to that, I think, yes, I agree. The status quo is not like the desired situation. However, I think you took, a, you took an important decision two and a half years ago mm-hmm. to, to do this, one thing. The second thing, you had a few champions in your team, right? Everybody knows about what is what is what is event design, and I think ninety percent, ninety five percent of them is certified event designer. I believe mm-hmm. that is amazing. Like we talk about, like 20, 25 people in the the German team and in the in, in the international team who are certified event designers. Like that's that's more than every or any organization in the world. 
However, you have also this. So as I said, the the, the champ the champions. Some people are just need to know that it's happening, and some people are really liking this, and this is their second nature, and they then do this. And you just have to identify these champions, who then take it to the to the next step. And as as you said, probably a little bit more younger people, and a little bit more people who are uh, thinking like, oh, this could be something I can diversify myself, how I can identify myself and make myself known. I think that is what's happening. And then, of course, you need those success stories. No change is happening when nobody sees like, okay, what is what is in it for me? So you have to see what's in it for the designer, what's in it for the client, internal client, and then you have to celebrate those to also, yeah, um, give that same feeling and same desire to other people um, in your company. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. um, change is happening over time. Change is happening not always as fast as you want, but you definitely are moving um, uh, and shaking up the tree a little bit. Uh, so that's already from the outside. You can already see that happen. See that from happening. Yeah, I mean, and and it. What what I need to confirm is. Um, you need to be behind it. You need to, for, for a certain while, um, as a leader, you need to take your, your people by the hand and, and say, we are, we are doing this together and we are, we are going this extra mile. Yeah? As you say, you have, we have one, two, three who are really enthusiastic and excited about it. The other ones at least open. This is super yes. cool. And, 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 and now um, this spirit can be, we, we can infect them with, with this positive spirit yeah i think throughout the last year we have we have done 12 event canvases for large and and complex events and this is good and we need to to keep doing them it needs to become quite normal for everybody as the first step in in organizing an event and that is that's and you you really I, I forgot to say that and i think i'm happy that you added to that what i liked about this approach in when we are coming into a to company where either to train the people or to to do a consultancy project there's always people who say like yeah uh, i see so many things coming in this in this in, the, in my office in the last 20 years and not nothing really worked right so everything everybody promised me everything but and what you did i think is made it very clear that at least for a certain amount of time you were going to try this to the fullest and there was no light in between there, right? It was very clear to everybody like, okay, I cannot like this, but I sure need to try how it works. And I sure need to give my very best. And I think that is also leadership, how you, uh, it's not spending money and throwing money at the problem. I think it is, it is true leadership when you say like, okay, this could be a solution. I don't know what it is a solution. I don't have a proof. But I'm, I'm convinced, and this is what we're going to do. And for the next two, three years, this is what we're going to try and see what the results are and then take a decision whether this is the right one for us. Exactly. And not, not, not just doing it because you think it's fashionable or is written in one of, one of the popular uh, new, new books, yeah. but, but because uh, you, we, are, we are standing behind it yeah? and belie- we, are, we do believe exactly. that this is uh, important. Exactly. So yeah, I can I can't agree more. 
Frank, we are the, the and I think I like this about this about this podcast, but also about conversations. Sometimes they go in a way you haven't um, thought about that before, because actually we had the, on the roster there is that we have a should have a conversation about wants versus needs, which is chapter four of our design to change book. So let's let's um, take a first stab at that because those are for the listeners interesting things to hear from you how to apply the the learnings from this chapter but also to to see what the difference is between wants versus needs right so let me do do a quick recap wants versus needs is about some people ask you something some clients ask you something and that is what they say they need and that is also probably what they think so what they that's what they want and that's what they think they need and what our job is is to ask questions to find out what is the underlying need and sometimes sometimes that's also a semantic discussion where like yeah but i need this yeah but you think you need that and that's what you actually what you want but let's let's dive a little bit deeper without actually explaining that to others that you are that you know better and that you are an arrogant person that's not the, that's not the issue here you want to it's it's your intention to help these people um to create better results and to create more value for the organization and for um the individual stakeholders so that's the that's the idea behind what we want to express with wants versus needs because many event designers experience a pitfall and the pitfall is now I have a process now I know how to do this I'm super excited because it worked and yeah my whole, all my team got enthusiastic and now my client doesn't want to use it so how do I convince how do I bring that there and but also they tell me like yeah but I want this I want Morocco May next year and 2500 people yes please can you do that, right? So, okay, and then what is then the task at hand? Okay, the, one of the questions in the book, in the worksheet after this wants versus needs chapter is, when was the last time you identified in a conversation a gap between the want and the need? Well, <clears throat> as, as, as mentioned, we, we are actually uh, executing even two event canvases uh, right now. And one is um, for an event that needs definitely needs to change behaviors for a leadership a leadership team. We have an announcement next week. There will be some, some major restructurements. And uh, yeah, uh, during this conversation, it seemed we were very happy. We could bring ourselves in as a, as a trusted partner already. This is also, by the way, just to, to mention this here, this is the good thing. We are an in-house department. We have a very good network to a lot of colleagues. And if you have a network, it's easier to, to, to be trusted, yeah? to, be a, to be considered to be a trustful partner. And, and this is important because then people listen to you. And they came up and said, this is our agenda here. And uh, we need this, uh, or we want this, excuse me, this uh, speaker on stage and, and that speaker on stage. And, 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 and these three are also important. And then we were asking, we were starting to basically already in the first conversation to, 
to ask uh, about the the objective of, of of the event and and we were asking what, what was the, the ultimate ultimate goal of and, and who were who were the attendees and we were also a little bit provoking if if they were really sure that these were also the, that their expectations were matching with the uh, attendees expectations yeah and um we were we were not doing an entire we were we are in the, in actually doing an, an event canvas and we are not not yet done with it but we were already doing the the stakeholder analysis and and the uh, empathy map and the canvas and we found out some uh, very strangely observations were that all of a sudden we have uh, completely different expectations with the attendees than what initially the the meeting owner was 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 mentioning yeah so um so it was not just a conversation it was already during the process but it was it was also for them learning that that they need to look at an event not just from their point of view but also from the perspective and from the shoes of the participant and and this is uh, this is super important and I, I can recall and remember so many events where it was just important that all all senior management was visible on stage and uh, bringing his own topic. Nobody was asking who, who was who was interested in 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 this. Yeah, or I remember we did a lot of meetings where we had so many uh, different departments on board. We had marketing and medical and market access and and maybe even hr um and 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 nobody was even trying to match if the agenda topic is is really important and, and of value for all the different uh, attendee groups so you yeah. can and, and this is the the beauty of the learning of of of, of the meeting design that you can that you can if you have you find the, the common topics there are certainly and that you, you then distribute topics according to attendee groups for example or yeah. and, and how how frank did they respond it was like a wow as i said we were we were they trust us and that they we we convinced them that that this should be done and it was like oh we did not expect or we did not uh, yeah we did not expect this uh, to to see this and it was like a wow effect and i think they are quite quite happy that that we did this process so far yeah we are not yet in, we will we will soon come to the to the prototyping phase and maybe we will uh, create more wow effects but i think it was like um, a, a big surprise yeah that's that's very cool let's look at the, at the next question and maybe um, final question for this stage of the podcast <clears throat> we talk about value distance and the value distance is then the, the distance between the wants and the needs what questions will you typically ask to a meeting owner to help identify the value distance in the next conversation, right? To, to discover the real mm -hmm. need. I, I think I think the key question is that you you ask the why. You ask why why is it important? Why do you want to do it? Why do you want to do it now? Why do you want to do it this way? This is this is. You you need to 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 dig a little bit deeper. 
people in, in, in our organization, so I hope they will not listen to this, they are trained <laughs> to give you to give you so the 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 glowing and tingling, how do you call it? You know the words, the the, the hippie trendy yeah. words. Yeah, that, the, the buzzwords. Uh, yeah. The buzzwords, yeah. thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. But and and this is what is what you also find on, on all these very nice PowerPoints. But but it is important to go a little bit beyond and to this is the best way to do is to ask why is it why do you think that this is the best way and why do you think you need to talk about this and what i what i learned throughout the last two years is not to to be satisfied with the first answer but to 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 Take a step beside to 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 walk around a little bit around the, the the question or the problem or the challenge and to to look at it from another perspective and to more question the the reasons behind and then you quickly come to a point where it gets uncomfortable because then you cannot just answer with this buzzword you need to you need to really think about uh, what you're what you are doing and 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 the why why you are doing it. And I mean, the, the hard part is you really um, need counterparts who are open and uh, yeah. who, who do not feel that you step on your feet with this. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think the why question is absolutely cool. And, and also the yesterday I had a conversation, also a podcast conversation with Gerrit Jessen, and he taught me a lesson. He said, like, OK, if you ask a multi multitude of why questions and you and sometimes it can feel like a little bit of the the it's getting ten more and more tensed in a conversation right so like mm -hmm. he's, he's keep, keeping asking the question why why and he said like no, no no you have to do it different you you have to explain beforehand that it's not your intention to hurt anybody's feelings or to tell them you don't understand from a logical side but you don't understand from an emotional side and you want to dig deeper to really really understand what the underlying uh, underlying questions and problems are and i think i think what with expressing that beforehand so now i'm going to ask you a, a, a ton of why questions but all with a good intent all with a good reason then that could already already help help a lot right so and i think that is yeah. what he brought to me to ye yesterday yeah very good yeah thank you frank thank you for this part of this on-stage conversation of the Design to Change podcast. We'll move in a few seconds to a backstage conversation. Listeners who want to know more about Frank, tune in to the backstage conversation. And thank you, Frank, for this part of the podcast. Those insights you gave us were very helpful. And I think also for the listeners to understand it from a perspective of the head of events uh, international events at a global pharmaceutical company that is super in insightful. Thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you very much, Ruel. The big pleasure for me. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.